Welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by two of the regular guests of the Talking Wolves podcast. We've got first and foremost, Dave, as a party. How are you doing? Very well, mate. Trying to forget about yesterday's game, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but um, other than that, keeping well. Yeah, all good. And Finn, how are you keeping, mate? Yeah, back to being depressed about football. So I felt weird <laughs> for a long time, but no, apart from that, I'm all right. Yeah, all good, oh, thank you. How bleak of a week has it been? Mm. Especially with all the travelling as well. I know that Mm. Dave, you you did Arsenal, didn't do West Ham. Finn, did you do Arsenal? You did Arsenal as well, yeah, didn't you? I saw you, you at both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a long week, mate. I've slept since then. <laughs> I'm not pretty well, mind. Um, I did both as well. It's, it, 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 these away days are always quite taxing, but when you lose both of them <laughs> in quick succession mm. against two top seven, top eight rivals, then it's a bit of a kick in the bollocks. But anyway, we shall be discussing those two games. We'll be looking forward to the Palace game. Uh, say looking forward, we'll be previewing it. Not not so not so much looking forward to it. <laughs> It'll be a bit of a quiz, your questions, and then we'll wrap it all up. So let's start with the Arsenal game last Thursday, Dave. Um I came into it thinking we could we could really get something from the game with the the, the, the fuel that had been added to the fire from the previous game and Neves' comments, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I thought the lads would be fired up and it looked like they were when I took the early goal. Yeah. Um it was, yeah, like you say, it was it was an inter- interesting one because I thought we weren't particularly fantastic against them um, at, at Molyneux. Uh, but we came into it with decent form historically at the Emirates since we've been promoted. I don't know, Finn, you said it a couple of times before the game that we, <laughs> you hadn't seen us lose there. Um, but yeah, right. and it was a dream, dream star really from Huang, wasn't it? Just, you know, capitalising on their, their error. But um yeah, I think the approach was just all wrong. I could I could sort of see it, um, and what what Bruno was trying to do, but against Man City, if you go one nil up against Liverpool, if you go one look five six minutes in, then fair enough. But I think anybody else in the league, you've got to still you know at least try and attack, and we didn't do that at all. And it was a pretty disappointing performance, frustrating. I think even at half time, I'm thinking. Nah, I'd be very surprised if we get three points out of this game with the way we were playing. I think Lacazette, although he didn't score, and although his end product wasn't quite there, he was causing Cody all sorts of problems. Martinelli the same, Saka the same. I think Erdegaard's performance was quite underrated because he was just finding the pockets of space in between the Wolves defenders. It was just an absolute nightmare for Wolves. So, yeah, frustrating one, to say the least. I remember saying to you, Finn, when I saw you at half-time, there's, there is absolutely no way we get anything from this game. And if we do, then it's 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 a joke because they absolutely battered us. We offered we we, we offered very little. I know we had the ball in the net before before we scored, but we we we, we were just penned in for 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 ninety minutes. And in the end, Finn, it, it kind of rang true that you know we got exactly what we deserved. Yeah, and I suppose we've done a lot of long trips this week, but you didn't have to go to the police afterwards, like you said on my video, because it would have been a robbery that we'd need to report if uh, <laughs> yeah. if that one. Yeah, we, we had a few chances, didn't we? Just after I felt like we capitalised on the shock that Arsenal had, like Jimenez dragged one, which apparently was quite a good chance. I didn't really see it, and unsurprisingly, I haven't watched the highlights back. So I haven't. I haven't. No, yeah. No, have you, have you watched West Ham either? I haven't watched anything, mate. No, no post match. Yeah, yeah. No reason a, to. No, yeah, been a tough week. I've seen Wang's goal and I've seen Ben White tripping up Jimenez um, and that's about it. I'm sure we'll get into stuff like that later on because those boys went got uh, on Arsenal TikTok as well, didn't we? That was another proud moment for us. Um, so we won't be discussing more Arsenal ref decisions. But no, yeah, I completely agree with what you were saying. Um, 
I haven't really got anything to add. They look good. I was scared. And it felt a lot like, as Dave said about um, me never seeing us lose there, it felt a lot like that game where we took the lead. I think it was a Jimenez header. And then that goal felt inevitable. And it was quite a dodgy goal that they got. I think it was Mkhitaryan at the time. But unfortunately, another one followed. I think it was too late that first time. Whereas this one, they still had a good 10 minutes to, to pile on the pressure. And we got what we deserved. So although it was a tough one to take, it was it didn't feel unjust. It felt about right. Second time in my lifetime I've gone to the Emirates and they've done us with like a 96th minute yeah. uh, winner. The last time was Nicholas Bentner when we had Mick McCarthy. <laughs> That's a mistake. Uh, yeah, I was, I was only a little lad and it was just like, it just triggered like a flashback that I thought I'd suppress for many years. Was that and the Millias one? Which one was that? No. Uh, oh, it could I be actually. Remember. I can't remember. That's 1-0 that game, I think. When Atwell sent Millias off. That's what he, when I saw him uh, refereeing the Carabao Cup final yesterday, I thought, <laughs> nah. It was, was it the 3rd of April, 20, uh, 2010. Uh, yeah, 3rd of April, 2010. Right. So the Wolves, the Wolves team that day was Marcus yeah. Hanneman, Ella Kobe, Craddock DeBerra, Zubar, Mancien, Kevin Foley, uh, Carl Emery, Jones, Jarvis and Doyle. Um, Wait, what was that midfield yeah. then? Mancien in the middle with Carl Emery? It would have been uh, Jones with, with Jones, David Jones. Not sure what I'm not sure what the line. What formation is that? Because Foley right mid as well, mate. That is a horrific line. That. <laughs> That's why, I, and I know, like this is a bit of a, a bit of a meme, but like when you look at that team in contrast to what we've got now, Carl Henry got sent off, which has come to a surprise. Yeah. surprise yeah. Sure. Did they play two centre backs at wing back as well? Is that? I'm sure we'll get onto that. No, I don't know. I'm looking at that team. Then that was absolute. Chucker, but probably still would have done better than the team that we put out on Thursday. <laughs> Dave, what 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 was the problem? I know that we've we've identified that Arsenal was just pressing every time we tried to take the ball out wide and play play out in the wide areas and create those three v twos that we do really well. Arsenal was squeezing up on us, and we just didn't have the 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 I say bravery, but also the te- technical skill to kind of get round that press. Yeah, I think, you know, when we actually pressed, like when we pressed and when we attacked, they looked a little bit quite weak, to be honest, defensively. But I don't know what it was. And it's been the same, not just for the Arsenal game. I would say probably the Leicester game and probably the game against West Ham, which we'll go on to, where it's almost as if we've got a line of defenders and then a line of the attackers and then there's completely no one in between because there's no link up between any part of our our squad at the minute, like in, in terms of getting the ball, starting the ball from Jose Sar to one of the centre halves, both centre mids are miles away from it. And then all the forwards are miles away from them as well. There's just no, I don't know what it is. There was just no options on whatsoever. Um, and I've noticed it in particular the last few games. It's We're pretty good at it, trying to play the ball out of trouble at the back, you know, mm-hmm. trying to play out of defence, which is sound. But when you've got no options there whatsoever to, to link up to, you're then going back to Jose Sarr to punt it up just to give the possession back to the opposition. And that ha- happened quite often at Arsenal. So overall, it was just a really frustrating game. But in terms of 50-50s and so on, I thought Raul was pretty disappointed in, in those. I don't, look, I'm not expecting him to win every single header against Ben White or against Gabriel. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but just it looked like there was no energy and no urgency whatsoever from Wall. So overall... I just sat too deep. It just looked like we didn't didn't want it, and there were just like odd mistakes here and there. As if like I know I tweeted about it during the game, but just like mistakes where it's as if Jeff She's come in and said, "Actually, lads, we don't really want to get Europe like this season. So if you could drop a few clangers this game, it'd be sound." 
because uh, it was just silly, silly daft mistakes that have been quite rare from us this season. Mm, like when, when the way that we play, we get the ball out to left centre halves, the left and right centre halves, and out to the wing backs. You'll always find that as that ball comes into Aitnuri or Semedo, Martinez or Neves will go across to kind of make the angle for the pass. And every time that ball went out so, out to Aitnuri or Semedo, you could see that it triggered with Arsenal. It was right that squeeze up. And Matinho and Neves can't resist the press. They're just not those kind of players. No. Um, mm. Someone like uh, Hanas Sanch would be absolutely perfect. For <laughs> <game>. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he was good the other day against. I only watched the five ten minutes in the against Chelsea, uh, and it was like flipping it. We could do with that. It was just I mean, like almost move, a, yeah. a mini Adama. You can get the ball <laughs> yeah. and then just drive you about thirty yards up the pitch. You want it? It was Sanchez, yeah. but well, yeah, I agree, Matt. The, the wing backs, and then it does make me wonder. Obviously, we're, we're going in at one 0 Wang comes off, Samado obviously comes off injured, and that obviously this isn't a dig at Johnny, but as soon as you change one of the pivotal parts of your back five uh, and, and your, your your squad overall, you know, can that affect things? They attack that left hand side so much, and I don't know whether that was like our left hand side, I don't know whether that was because they spotted Sace as a weakness or Ryan Aignori is a weakness. But if I'm correct, both of the, the goals came down, down that side as yeah. well, so. I, I just don't know what it was really, but it was it was a little bit like me at the, in the 90th minute, a little bit like at Wembley. I just like just stared into the the the, the air, just like Fuck, what have we just done? How are we how are we well, friends? I, I, I said then, to you, know? I was just like, you got exactly what we deserved there. That's why I wasn't mm. like I wasn't angry with with the, the way that we lost. Obviously, like you're in a stadium, you're giving it loads to each other, and you were annoyed because like you've got to walk out the stadium now, and you've just been dicked, but. <laughs> It's exactly what we deserved, it, and like obviously the manner of defeat, the way we've lost it is annoying. But we can't, we can't complain because you know it, it, it could, it could have been way more um, on another on another day. Like it could have been four or five. But mm-hmm. I think the, the the real kind of takeaway from 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 this game was that Raul Jimenez just isn't up to scratch at the minute. Um, if I and I said I said this, and it's probably almost a bit of an archaic point in a very Sunday league. But if I'm Jimenez and I'm coming up against Ben White or Gabriel, I'm thinking I'm going to get fucking stuck in here. Because like, these pair won't want it when, as soon as, you know, when it, when, it's tough, when it starts to get rough and tough. But he was second to absolutely everything. I'm going to come to you, Finn, because, you know, it's, I know it's going to kill you to say it, but <laughs> he was miles off it. Miles off it. I really... Uh... Prefer not to know. This time, I've got, I've got to address it now. Um, yeah, especially like what you're saying there as well. Like Ben White, I mean, he can tan himself and add a few tattoos. He's still not very scary. I know he's tried his best joining Arsenal, but you, you can see like there's still that little Brighton boy in there and you can get at him. Gabriel, hothead as well. It's not even like he saw any sort of, yeah, any any way to do either of them. And it it was a bad game. I think there was a chance as well that I mentioned that he, he blazed wide, which I, I didn't see, but apparently that was a good chance as well. And he just doesn't look the same. I, I agree with exactly what you were saying on the balls out. The balls out were, I punted up to Jimenez and I don't think he won a single header, bless him. But, but it's got something we've got to address now. The heading aspect of his game just seems to be gone, um, which you can't really blame on him. But it's not a single one in what, maybe 10, 15 punts up the field. No, but when, when it, like, you yeah. can't blame, it, blame him for it. But when it starts affecting your job, yeah, then exactly. It's yeah. Not, we're not saying it's Jimenez, you know. It, you know, exactly, yeah. the thing is, though, against Leicester, he once he I thought he, he did really well early and he was winning these flick ons and everything, like against the likes of Soyuncu and so on. But against Arsenal, 
it just seemed like he was scared to get to get involved in it. it was just, I, I suppose it's the scene of the crime as well, isn't it? Like, maybe I know it's maybe going. Um, a bit somebody else deep, mentioned but... that. I do wonder. Yeah, but. but... I, 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 I thought he did well it. against Leicester with that. I don't even think it was everything, mm. though. Like, even balls up to, like, feet or chest. He was, like, he was miles behind them. And, yeah. like, they weren't particularly bad balls, but Gabriel and Ben White were aggressive in making sure they got there first. And it was... Didn't get a sniff, did we, yeah? He just... And perhaps it's great defending, but we've seen it so many times already this season. And then you see Fabio against West Ham, who could hold the ball up. I don't know, he's playing against Zuma, who's a better defender than White and Gabriel, but... And a, a more of a specimen, but he put himself about. And I agree. But for me, as a like as a, as a centre forward, not saying I'm centre forward, but for me, if you've got a centre forward, the minimum you require is for them to just put themselves about. And unfortunately, Jimenez hasn't been doing that. And I know that people will say, "Yeah, but he's our top goal scorer. Yeah, he's our top assister." But Wang's our top goal scorer, and 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 the bloke's been been out for two and a half months. So mm. you know what's. I, I, I think that there is a wider issue with the team in creating chances, but we have to address the elephant in the room, which is Raul Jimenez, unfortunately. And I, th- I, th- I think I think there will be a Raul Jimenez conversation come the summer, don't you, Dave? I think it it, it completely depends on our our league uh, league finish. I think if we get European football, he stays regardless. Uh, but if it gets to a point where we don't get European football this summer. Um, and it's not just going to be a conversation with Raul Jimenez. It's going to be a conversation with the likes of Ruben Neves, Jean Moutinho, obviously, with his contract up. You know, it could be a, a huge, huge overhaul for the club in in the summer. Um, and obviously for for Bruno Large, you know, he could be have this kitty of money that to, to rebuild this squad, which obviously for him would be good because he can build the team that he wants. But yeah, the the Jimenez thing is. It's it's frustrating, but I, I can't put my finger on exactly why. Like I've said to you, yes, we we're talking about him not scoring goals, but I don't think he's missed those chances against Arsenal. Of course, he's had one or two. I think the first one, like you said, Finn, I've not seen it back, but it sounds like he should have done a lot better with it. Came close with the header uh, at the end of the first half, but for me, the effort just wasn't there uh, at Arsenal. But then we look at the Fabio Silva performance. I was going to say the same thing as you, Matt. He's not scared to get into the 50-50s. He peels off these defenders quite well. We saw it against Norwich. I think he was unfortunate two or three times to get penalised in the FA Cup against Norwich. Bodied Grant Hanley a couple of times and I think he got robbed of a couple of chances there. Um, But then the same thing. Yes, he's worked hard, but he hasn't been able to create a clear-cut opportunity. And is that down to him or is that down once again? I think it doesn't help because he had flipping... Kiana Hoover and uh, Trincao on the right-hand side. But again, from the midfield, there was just no support and no no service. And I think that's the same case in Jimenez. He's not had the service this season at all. Yeah, and I think Silva and Jimenez, to caveat that, do play slightly different roles. Silva is willing to appeal in beyond, whether that's tactically or just... Something he looks a lot sharper, for... by the way, Silva. I think he looked, he, a lot of people used to say he was dead slow. I think he's got a little bit to him now, and he's sharpened up a lot as well. We'll come on to his performance at West Ham because yeah. quite a few fans, fans did piss me off after that game by singling, single hit, singling him out, uh, and, and just him considering he's probably the best player on the pitch for us out, outfield after Jose. So we'll come on to that. But yeah, it it it, it does need addressing. But I, like I. Absolutely love Raul Jimenez, and we said it on 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 the on the review with you, Dave. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we love the bloke to bits. We want him to do well, but we it, it needs addressing because he's not. It's almost at the minute he's not playing with ten men, 
Um, and in games like Arsenal away, tough, tough fixtures against a team who I think will finish in the top four. You need a focal point. You need an outlet. And I think it stuck more with Daniel Pedence and Huang. But they did more in terms of in terms of making it stick up there. But it was just it was just aimless, aimless, aimless ball kick getting pumped up. And you know, Jimenez isn't gonna do isn't gonna hold up all of those. We expect him to have a at least have a go. But mm. like Says Cody and Kilman were sloppy in the in the distribution. It was just hit and hope. That's two games now, Cody in a row, where his distribution has been absolutely wank. Mm. And if you take that away from his game. He's almost redundant in in having him there. Yeah, I, I was going to say I thought against Arsenal he got spun a couple of times. He did yeah, uh, I got twisted and turned a couple of times. But yeah, just the, the, the back three, which is unlike them, man. It's been they've been quite sloppy, haven't they? And I think that's obviously it doesn't help the Arsenal game. Obviously, we we lost Samedo sort of halfway through the second half, but it, it was the same in the first half anyway. Um, but the West Ham game again, which we'll talk about in a minute, was was, was it the yeah. same? It's really, um, really sad to well, see Samado come off because you know he's been for me along with Jose Sarr probably player of the season. I think he's been I think he's been outstanding. He's um, underrated for sure. He doesn't get spoke about enough. In, in yeah. you know, but you, you you realize how much you miss him when you take him out of the team. We've seen Johnny coming on against Arsenal, probably not match fit. Looked like he was playing no in way, concrete yeah. boots. I think as most players would after. <laughs> After yeah. you know two crucial ligament injuries, um, and then we saw Hoover on on, on Sunday, who runs a little bit like a baby giraffe. <laughs> he's all like he's all like trying to run down the wing. And I thought again, he won a competition to play yesterday, mate. I don't know what what's going on there. He was dreadful, absolutely not, dreadful. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He's a young lad, but that deal's looking quite strange, isn't it? Just mm. to go the other way, and, and Hoover with for ten million pound, but. Yeah, like, to round up the Arsenal game, though, if you had to pick one of the match, Dave, who would it be? <laughs> one of the match. Yeah. Mate, I've tried to forget it since then. Um... <laughs> oh, God, I don't think I can give you one, mate, if I'm honest. I don't think I can give <laughs> Finn, you one. if you give him an edge, mate, I'll kick him out the, out the <laughs> uh, So I made a good few saves and he scored an own goal, so he's out of it. Um Anonymous midfield. Wang scored a goal but did nothing else. I thought Aynori was all right going forward, but they did attack him defensively. There's no standout, is there? Here? I'll say mm. Samedo because he kept a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Neto came on, of course, who oh, yeah, you know, right, missed uh, uh, our first podcast since his return as well. Yeah, it is. Oh, God, it is. Yeah. It's a shame that we can't kind of be really positive about his return. I think he's come on and, and, and not change game. He's, he's had an influence, but you can't expect him to come and hit the ground running. We said this. And when yeah, people say, I think he's come in and it's, it's as if he's not being injured though. Like the way he drive, like the Leicester game, the way he was driving up mm. the pitch of the walls, like yeah. flipping heck. Like you know, how sometimes you could tell a player's just come back from inju- injury, and in, quite yeah. safe with their decisions. But he, that was it was class. Very very false. He's uh, he's yeah, he looks, <laughs> yeah, he, he does, he, he, he's all strapped up his knee on his on his knee. Well, I think I think he's gonna be. It's quite a, quite a bad injury. That patella, patella was it shattered patella or something like that that he fractured? And he got something like that. Yeah. So we had one of those in Portugal, didn't we? What's up? Fractured <laughs> patella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just talking to the Leicester game before we move on to the West Ham. Uh, the the betmate winner uh, for this one, 114 participants in 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 that game. So huge, huge turnout. 
Jamie Jamie Savoy was the winner with sixty seven and a half points. Who took home one hundred and twenty three pounds? So it's not a bad Sunday for Jamie. Um, decent. Ja- what's his name? Jake? Is it Jake Levers, the guy that was <laughs> smashed it the other week? Yeah, I think so. He's um. I think that's did bad now, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I, I did say to the, to the lads at Bet, mate, is there any way that me and Dave can have like a times 10 on captain and vice captain? Because we are absolutely shocking. <laughs> we are absolutely shocking. I, I'm still I'm still yet to like finish anywhere near like the top top four, top five. Um, and the Wolves ones, I'm all over the place. I think the Leicester York, game, just looking at, I finished 68th. <laughs> Mid-table, but way off it. Uh, I finished. If you just this is fifty nine. No, not fifty nine. Sorry, I finished twenty sixth. So no, that's I'm, right. I'm getting I'm getting there slowly. But then in the West Ham game, I finished fifty ninth. So almost back crashing. Nineteenth West Ham Nineteenth. Yeah, thirty six in the Spurs one. But let's go on to West Ham lads. Um, uh, a, a game that I think I was one of fifty thousand who really couldn't be asked to be there, and. I know that Dave, you didn't go, but Finn, well, how like, it was? It was pretty much pre-season friendly vibes, wasn't it? It was the strangest experience, mate. It was so strange. I, I'd been before. I think I went with Dave actually to the Adama game, like the West Ham one. Yeah, um, and there's a little bit more of an atmosphere. Obviously, one of the first games was back in the Premier League and all that, and nice and sunny, and just felt like a good day. And I still felt weird that day, but then. When there was nothing on the pitch, I like I warned my parents. I said it's so weird, especially when you know, like we were, Matt, in that upper tier, you mm. feel so far away from the action. Then when there's nothing happening on the pitch to even spark anything, I think there was sort of like a chicken and egg thing where we weren't singing, they weren't giving us anything to sing about. It's not even like someone had a shot and you can go, see, si, senor, or anything. Like there was nothing, mate, absolutely nothing. And it felt, my mum said, I don't feel like I'm here. Like, it doesn't feel like there's a Premier League game yeah. of football going on in front of me. There's no one giving it back apart from one bloke in a balaclava. I don't I know if you saw him back to the snowed on his foot. And the snowed on yeah, his foot. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Giving it green streak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> Just some kids go, shank you, blood. But, yeah. Um, we had that at Arsenal. Both me timbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both Dave and I were told we were going to be stabbed and shot coming out the ground at Arsenal. Well, yeah. still here. Yeah, it's not really what you want, is it? I mean, we've just been, we've just been dicked. Like you, you yeah. could do without it. But you are you are right. Like what, especially walking through like Westfields. I felt like I was in the metaverse. Like you walk through Westfields, <laughs> you get to, you get to the ground. You got like big city in the background. I was like, I've not, I've not been to West Ham before. Um, I've been mm. to Olympic Park when the Olympics was on. But I was just like, this place is that like it, it's so so strange. But no sound from the home end. No sound from the away end. It was a fairly nice day. It almost felt like this is like Celta Vigo away, at Celta Vigo mm-hmm. at home. Like you know, we have like those those friends. It was it, like it was so strange, and the fact that you're so many yards away from the pitch, Dave. You, mm-hmm. like, you've been before, haven't you? It's it, it's it's, like, it's such a weird stadium. Yeah, I, I've like I've said to you, I say to everyone when they ever say, "Oh, you've been West Ham," I say, "Yeah, like an arena. It's nice, you know. I can I can picture mm-hmm. the Olympics there, but as a football stadium." It's yeah, it's it's not it, is it? It's not it. But yeah, like like I said to you like before, that it was strange. There was times on when I was watching um, on the TV yesterday. It sat, I was just waiting. Like you could hear, you would be able to hear a pin drop. It was like that quiet. And I saw Spears tweet about it. Like because there's fifty thousand people here, and like there's no noise. It's strange. Heard the odd chant from the Wolves fans, but that that was it really. It was it a few cats in the away atmosphere. As well. 
we took mm. a few cats knocking about, but that was the well, the woman, the woman, someone come up to me also and said, have you got your, you got an inflatable cat? I thought, like, like, what are you on about? She was an inflatable cat for West Ham. I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. And then there was loads of pictures of people <laughs> holding up these inflatable cats. Yeah, I think Newcastle did it first. He had, <laughs> he had a really good game. He had a really good game, Zuma. <laughs> it was class. Um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah he let's, was. Let's talk about the lineup. Um, So, Saar says Cody Kilman. Marcel, Dendonka, Neves, Hoover, Huang, Trincao, and Silva. Um, when I saw that come out, I just, I, I, I don't know, something didn't sit right with me. I think if you're going to play Hoover, then you've got to play Aitnuri on the other side. Because just, that just, to me, just, just screams, shut the shop. But is it something about the players being in the red zone? Too many players on the corner brink of a potential injury, Dave? Yeah, well, that's what I didn't really cross my mind. Uh, yesterday afternoon, but I've seen since then, that's pretty much what's been said due to having the Arsenal game uh, so soon before, um, just a case of rotation. And I've said the last couple of weeks before, you look at our squad and then look at our subs bench, I think in terms of squads now with players available um, before obviously the Samedo injury, you could argue it was one of our strongest ever squads as a club. Um, But (laughs) <laughs> not when, not when three or four of them are on the pitch at the same time. To be honest, uh, Kiana Hoover, like I say, you lot know that I'm I'm a pretty positive guy. I'm pretty fair with everyone, but once again, I just don't understand. Like he had a very very poor game, and I I appreciate he's not had a he's not been able to start um, properly or not played a good amount of minutes probably since right at the start of the season he had a couple of minutes against liverpool but he's been he was injured for the fa cup uh the got covid i think for the fa cup third round so didn't play in that game so a good bulk of minutes you're probably looking sort of leicester at home at the start of the season Mm. um so leicester away uh, leicester away sorry at the start of the season but he just looked so awkward on the ball he had no technique about him the players looked scared to pass to him as well the amount of times he was free on the right hand side then didn't pass the ball to him it was a strange game. But then Trig Cow as well. Genuinely, I wouldn't be surprised now to see that as the last time we see Trig Cow in a wool shirt. So is that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone around us was fucking out, Trig Cow. Fucking out. Like, you know, he's like, he's like the, the new skate. But in the first half, apart from when he, he went off the pitch, I don't know what he did. You see when they like the. Went to play the ball. To the play, yeah. The it was like, it was like Miles just, off the his, pitch. His controller had disconnected. And it was, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, like <laughs> circling. Yeah. Like, um, like I, don't think, guy, so. I don't think he was any worse than anyone else in the first half. Hey, like, yeah. I, really, I really don't. But of it course, will disagree. Just, I, say again. I, it, there was some just the basics, mate. Like there was one where... It wasn't. I said at the start of the season he's never going to win a 50-50. It was an 80-20 oh, he, with Declan Rice. And he didn't even one, yeah. go... Yeah, that's the things that are going to annoy the fans when you don't even go for the ball. Because, when he, yeah, like you say, when he had a few... T- there was a few nice touches and a few little yeah. La, Liga, La Liga spins, as we'll call them now. But, yeah, it's not It's not Premier League player, is he? <laughs> yeah, like, that, when you shoot out of a tackle, you yeah, you got to bust him up there. you got to get him yeah. to... Like, but you have. Like, I know, I know it's like mm. cliche, but, like, again, it's the least you expect to want to get stuck in. Um, mm. But I, look at, I, I personally didn't think he did any worse than anyone else in the first half, personally. I agree with him. Every 50-50, he lost. Every time he had a, there was a, a ball that was free in there to be won, he didn't go for it. He was playing like he had 
steel toe cap Timberlands on, like the way his first touch at times was crap as well. I'm just looking at it, I'm thinking now with Huang, Pedence, Neto, it wouldn't surprise me to see him and, you know, and also having the option to go two up front. It wouldn't surprise me if Bruno never plays him again. And why yeah. give him the opportunity if that's him? If Bruno's gone, right, this is your chance. He didn't play like he wanted That's why it, at the start did. of the game, you're looking. Yeah. Keanu Hoover, Marcel, Dendonka, mm. Fabio Silva, uh, Trincao. You think, like, you know, you look at them and say, right, this is your chance now. And none of them, maybe Fabio, uh, none of them, none of the others took it. So, yeah, I mean, Trincao was, uh, he, he was the third best presser for Wolves. I mean, you know, put that in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's question one of the quiz gone <laughs> alongside nutmegs <laughs> yeah uh, yeah a couple of nutmegs got a few of them for free to be fair there's one or two nutmegs in yesterday to be fair um, to yeah he, he was very poor but the, 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 the whole team were and you know what West Ham was shite like they weren't very good at all um, but they did they did the basics right and then you just had Antonio peeling away onto Kodo every single time and you knew exactly what was going to happen. I think when Antonio came up against Kilman, Kilman did all right personally, but that's the only limitation with Cody, isn't it? When again, like I said, when his distribution is poor and it was sloppy as fuck on Sunday, it was it was it was bad. Um, it's almost like, well, what do, what does he offer in that in that team apart from his, his leadership qualities? Um, which for me at the minute, we we, we chucked away a, a, a leader. At Arsenal and then against West Ham, we've kind of almost even been scared to come out. But Dave, it was such a conservative approach, wasn't it, from start to finish? Even when we were goal down, it was no one wanted to force a chance, no one wanted to take a risk, and they looked like a team who was scared to play. Mate, ninety what ninety third minute? Well, for one, I was surprised it was only three added minutes, but ninety third minute when you got Kilman and Cody passing it across our own edge of the box. Oh, what what are we doing here? Well, that was the same for that the whole of the first half. Somebody had said to me, he said, yeah, we're sitting deep because they are a counter-attacking side, which I can get. But you don't sit on the edge of your own box and just invite the pressure because they've still got they've got players capable. You saw that with Declan Rice. You saw that, you know, all they need is a deflected shot and win a corner and you've got all the big boys that can come up for that. Like, we just invited way too much pressure and it was just such a disappointing performance. But again, like I said earlier, there was no out ball. Like, every time Cody... Kilman or Sace had the ball. For one, we were inviting pressure straight away because we were trying to play it out of defence. But there were no midfielders there. They were scared to pass it to Keanu Hoover. Marcel, like you said, doesn't really have that sort of attacking quality to, to bring the ball forward. There were just no options. I think Quang, other than his chance, once again was anonymous throughout most of the game. Um, and the only one that really wanted to put a shift in when you punted it forward towards him was Fabio Silva. But mm. even then, like in a... For him to get have the ball to his feet and trying to create something, you know, he didn't have the opportunity to do that many many times in and around the box. The only other time he did was when he created it himself or put put the pressure on himself. With with Wang Finn, it's almost like in that game he'd get the ball on the half turn, and it would just be like just safe to just hold the ball and not mm. and not do anything. And I noticed as well with with Hoover. We had the ball on a break and the ball's been bowled out to Hoover from Sarah, I think. And Tony Roberts is on the sideline going, go, go. And like he takes a couple of touches and then like cuts back inside and he's just like storm back into the dugout. Not happy. So it's obviously not... And it's a, it's a long yeah. storm, isn't it? Back to that dugout, by the it way. Is, so... It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So it's, it's, it's obviously not something tactically they're being told to do, is it? 
No, it, Huang as well you can highlight because he was the only one there with any pace. I think we lost, I mean, you got eight Noi with a bit, Samedo, you lost both of them. Trincao, not the quickest. Fabio, not the quickest, even though Dave says added a few yards, bless him. But yeah, it just felt like no one could, there was a lot of people around me going, just take someone on, have a go. And I, I understand the setup because like Bruno's comments after the game, sort of saying we controlled the game. In mm. effect, we did because we stopped, their threat is counter-attacking. And we nullified that. They just scored another way until obviously we had to chuck players forward and then they had a few at the end. But just coming full circle on the comment I made earlier about like centre-backs and wing-back, when you've got both of them, that I think in a back-five system, you can't have them at wing-back. I think they're full-backs in a back-four at best yeah. with the, 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 the things that they possess. And maybe, I don't know whether Hoover's big enough to be one of those back-three, so... What again, that deal comes into question, as we mentioned, but we just lost all ability to commit someone. You've got no one in midfield, none of the wing backs. Wang didn't do it, Trincao didn't do it. So we were, it was, it just resulted in such a flat game. Like we, we could just feel it, couldn't you? What is the point in this? Yeah. There's nothing, nothing going on. And even, even the central midfielders, then Donker didn't have the best of games. Neves didn't no. have the best of games. And Neves almost in the end was playing that quarterback role. He was picking the ball mm. up off Cody. And he's like, what are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? Like, we need to press so much further up the pitch. We're 1-0 down. But like you said, Dave, it was like, we're trying to go for a goal and we're passing it around the back five. There was no urgency, um, man, whatsoever. It was like, I'm watching the game. Like, like I said earlier, it's like, do we want to be pushing for Europe or not? It's as if Bruno mm -hmm. said the last two games, actually, we, we're actually doing a bit better than what the club want to, want to be doing it. We and need to slow like it down a bit. Pump balls into the box. That's not what you're asking for, but it's just like commit players. Just compare it to Arsenal, though, when Arsenal were one goal down against us. Look at the difference in going for that goal. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, and I, this is a stat that I think Sky Sports did into Bruno Large after the Arsenal game. There was a stat regarding crosses. So, I think mean, last season under Nuno, we were first or second in the league in regarding putting crosses into the box. And Bruno's obviously looked at that and figured, right, they're putting crosses into the box, but I haven't scored any goals, which is fair enough because we didn't score enough last season. But this season, it's the polar opposite. I think we're bottom or one from bottom in terms of crosses put into the box. So, he's obviously trying to cut it inside, almost walk it into the net, which I don't think we, at the moment, we don't have the quality of players to be able to do that. You saw yesterday, we had two opportunities for me in the last 10, 15 minutes where we got the ball on the deck, played some nice football, Pedenza Neto would come on, and then Jimenez, for some stupid reason, tries a back heel with, whilst knowing, not with back to the players, straight to Zuma or Dawson, and it's gone again. Then Donker did a back heel as well. So like, what are we doing? Why, why are we trying to be... Why, out of the, two of the players in the team, if you, I said, right, someone's tried a back heel, you wouldn't say Leander Dendonka, would you? You wouldn't trust him to uh, to pull off a back heel. But just in general, it was a, it was it was a shambles, man. And it, it was a little bit like the Arsenal game last last couple of weeks, couple of weeks ago, where we could still be playing now, and I don't think we would have scored. Um, it was frustrating. But going back quickly, sorry, going back to Huang in the first half, I'm not too sure what his role or what his position was meant to be because unless Bruno said to him, "Oh, Huang, go and have a free roll and just sort of roam up and down the pitch or across the pitch." Every time Marcel had the ball in a fairly promising area on the left, Huang was just nowhere to be seen. He was like central. Um, and for me, out of that back four, there's Zuma, there's Dawson, there's Cresswell. The weak link in that back four, and I'm not saying he's a bad player, but the weak link for me would be, uh, is it Ben Johnson? Is it, is it Ben yeah, Johnson? Yeah. I mean, and Cresswell. I would be targeting him. Yeah. So why aren't we overloading that left-hand side? 
But even though when he's running away in wide areas, it was mm. a ball to go out to Huang, and it'd just be like, right, I'm going to have a couple of touches here, and I'm going to come, come inside and then just give it to he someone so else. Safe. It's, just yeah. not, it's, it's like no one wants to take a risk. It's like the, the playing with the shackles on it. It's almost like handbrake football again. Mm. Um, but let's talk about Fabio Silva because I think if there's any positive to take away from that game um, is the fact that I thought Fabio was probably our, our man of the match. Um, mustered up four shots. The one where he, he turned in the box, I thought it was outstanding. Where he got it. Unbelievable. But we've not seen that from a striker, a striker this season. And, you know, he put himself about he, he, he tried to peel off against, you know, Zuma's, Zuma's a good, good player. And at times he was he was winning those duels and he held the ball up well. And, you know, he, he was willing to pull the trigger and get actually get himself into positions where he can where he can muster up shooting opportunities. Albeit a lot of them were blocked. But mm. I, I, He just looks like a player that wants to play football and wants to win football matches. And I've always said it, whenever I get the opportunity to watch him for the Portugal 21s, I thought the same. He just wants to score goals and play football. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sort of glad that he hasn't been loaned out. He's been a, been given a little bit more of a chance. Um, but I think also he's a player that needs a lot of support around him. He needs players close to him. And needs he needs service in and around the area. I think if, if you give him any space in and around the box, he's probably going to put the ball, at least test the goalkeeper or put the ball in the back of the net. Um so I thought, like you say, Matt, I thought he, he played well. He, he pressed high. He worked hard. Didn't really give up um, once or twice where he caught. He just gets, he likes to get his body in those 50-50s. And there's a couple of times where he peeled off. I think the Zoom, the one where Zuma blocked it, you know, he, he, I think, um, you know, Silver caught him. It was on uh, his left foot. If that's on the opposite side, I think we've scored yeah. there. I think we, I'm not sure if it was at nil-nil or one-nil. If he yeah. spun that, spun Zuma and Dawson's the man defending there, and it's on Silver's right foot. I think we we've scored a goal there for sure. But he worked hard, and like you say, I think towards the end, wasn't it that piece of skill and around the area, the turn was like the footwork mm. was ridiculous. Yeah, um, and just unfortunate there. But again, yeah. I, I, mate, I knew as soon as the final whistle would go, I'd go on social media, and he would be the scapegoat. I just knew it because it's just I, an easy target. I couldn't believe it. If, honestly, if you if you've come away from that game of football whether you've watched it on the telly or watch it at home. And the takeaway uh, that, that you, you've got from that game is that Fabio Silva is shit and he was, he was the worst player on the pitch and he shouldn't be anywhere near the first 11. You've either A, got an agenda or B, don't have a clue about football. Like genuinely, mm. have not a clue. Because there was nine other players on that pitch for us who, who, who were worse than Silva. And, it, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't groundbreaking. He didn't do anything special. But to single out the lad when he's a 19-year-old, it's not his fault it's cost 35 million. The, the well, answer should be directed at the decision makers who, who were willing to pay 35 million for and not him. Come on, man. Yeah, to be fair, Sky commentators are really good. Like Alan Smith uh was on there and he was he said the exact same thing. He goes, you know, it cost Wolves 35 million. Obviously, he didn't choose that price tag. You know, there's obviously a reason why the club paid that sort of money for him. And um, and they praised him a lot in the second half as well because he had that little bit of momentum. He had a couple of efforts on goal, a couple obviously that went wide and over the bar. But they said like he's you know he's lively, he's, he's in the yeah. game. But he he just seemed to be the only one yesterday. I wanted to make things happen, and I'm not sure if if I would start. I don't know. I don't think there's any harm in starting him against Palace. I don't think Bruno will. But I think you know it's just one of those things with him at the moment. It's just a tough decision, but. I'd, I'd love to see him again start against Palace, but but who knows? 
Because I think when Jimenez came on, I don't think he did particularly bad. I thought he looked a bit better. Perhaps that's mm. a rocket of Jimenez's arse he needs. But I just, I, I, I just, I just don't get why fans want to want to single him out after, after that performance. Like he obviously got an agenda. Like he go on to fight. I know Facebook's like a completely different place. It's full of idiots. But <laughs> it's like they're posting pictures of him, like at thirty at football of a sale, the, the zero pounds, useless, can't be. It's like how how have you how have you watched that game come away that he's the problem out of mm. all of that? Like he was the only one creating shooting opportunities. So I just I, I I really do not get it. But I'd like I'd like to see him start against Palace. Which, which we'll come on to. Um, what do you think of Bruno's comments after the game, Finn? He said that we we controlled the game and hopefully hmm. play again, play again like that on Saturday against Palace. Because if that is the case, there's, there's two tickets in the North Bank if anybody wants them. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's six. Um, no, yeah, I can I can understand that. I can understand what he's saying about the control and how he approached West Ham. Um, but I can tell you, getting onto the coach after the game and those quotes coming out, they didn't go down very well on a coach full of what 60 tipsy Wolves yeah. fans that have just seen that um yeah it's at least he didn't drop solutions is all I'll say because that would might have tipped people yeah. over the edge don't think he dropped the solutions bomb but it sounded quite similar in that you have got to address that it's whether he was forced in like we say with the red zone like was Raul not playing very well the last few games so did he have to make that change did eight nor he have to not play and if so he's stuck isn't he because there's no one else he could play in those positions and I don't know. He keeps every time we lose. We said from now on it's going to be like he referenced West Ham's investment, didn't he? I don't think they even spent that much in January, or no. and if they they did in the summer, it was because they've got the Europa League as well. So it can't just be oh well, when we win we can go for it, and then oh the fans are unrealistic when we lose because there's places where that game could have been different. But no, it's it's the same as always, really, wasn't it? The, the comments. I, I don't know. It's. Is what it is for the rest of the season, I think. But I don't think we can go every time. Oh, well, we never expected to get Europe anyway. I think there's a, a realistic chance. I think West Ham are going to drop a lot of points mm. watching that game. How they couldn't put us to the sword, get a few more. So it's not as if we have to give up on these results. Like he was sort of sounding, oh well, they've spent twenty million more, so they've got it. It's, I don't agree. Yeah, with that. it's like it worries me, isn't it? Like no, just buckle mm. up. Like you well, know, he has, he has been shafted as well, hasn't he? Yeah, but, yeah he has. we can't say every time. He has. He has been shafted, but. You get, again, you go on, you go on to Twitter, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was a bloke. He's an absolute genius, like, and now it's like almost like, quite a lot of fans pointing the finger at him. Some people so put up just pictures of like, him and, like basically saying him and Nuno are the same person. It's just like it's no reactionary. <laughs> like we've had two yeah. shit results, and you know, I don't, I think we'll do all right against Palace, but come on, like, come on, like. All right, he's not immune to criticism, but some of the stuff I do, I have seen, he's, he's completely overboard, Dave. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I've seen one or two, you know, comments, and I think, like, same, I like Wolves fans in particular are very reactionary, and people might say that about this podcast, but I think we've sort of been quite fair on the last two games in particular and haven't tarred every single player with this negative brush. I think, you know, we've we spoke about their last couple of performances rather than their season performances, but. <sighs> I, I thought his comments were daft, yeah. but then somebody said to me, oh, yeah, but it's, you know, trying to keep this morale high and stuff. And I said, but yeah, there's keeping morale high, but then there's just saying something pure stupid because if the players read that and think, fucking hell, we played well there, are they going to know you're talking rubbish? 
So, you know, you've got to be, you still got to be realistic. Yeah, you can say, you know, we had good moments. I thought this, this and this went well, but we've got to really improve on this, this and this. It was poor today. Don't just say it was a good performance and we controlled the game because we didn't. We controlled the game. If you look at the possession stats, we controlled the game because Connor Cody probably made about 300 completed passes because we were just passing it around the back five. It was, or back um, four because they didn't pass a Kiana. <laughs> it was 67, but, um, 67 completed passes from Connor Cody. Yeah, but... What is the FB ref? Put that next yeah. to drink hours and up Megs. But yeah, the, the, the comments quadruple. Are... We've never these seventy-seven <laughs> carries. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't necessarily agree with them, but um, yeah. Players I'm, I'm know when they much... play badly, though. Players know when they've not hmm. been in the game. Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think the players will look at that and think, well, well, Bruno said we did all right, so we must have done. But I think hmm. it almost, unless he's bollocking them in the dressing room, it's almost like it allows standards to slip because he's almost saying. Well, we were never gonna we're never gonna do as well as Arsenal West Ham. A week ago, we were saying the meet and, and, and this is why you don't really to be fair, don't pay any attention to the top four race with Wolves not being in it because I couldn't care less. But only we were saying last week or the week before, there's a real possibility we're gonna be in with the mix of top six. Now, fast forward a week and it's everyone's kind of been like, oh, well, you know, it's you know, it, you know, it was nice to be up there, like shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, there's still there's still a possibility that if we buckle down and right the wrongs of the last two games, that we we might get the conference league, which I'd be buzzing about. Um, yeah, but, I think you know, but, I think his comments again were a little sly dig at the board as well. Um, it was about back was it about finances or backing or something? Well, it was about what you, yeah, sort of about you know he says you know we we've competing with the t- we competed well against the teams like Arsenal and West Ham, but look how they've invested compared to us. You know, basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, they're gearing up and they, they want European football, whereas we haven't been investing the same amount as money as them. So the quote, the quote mm-hmm. to it was exact as per at Talking Walls. Was <laughs> we arrived in February 40 points and our fans are talking about Champions League and the real teams who have that goal uh, and, and the real teams who have that goal because they invest a lot in teams like West Ham and Arsenal. We are not far from them because we played very well against them. I think I think the one thing is, and I don't think it helps because I think the press talk ask him a lot about it in the in the in the comments mm. um, in the press conferences and stuff. But they're obviously fans sing about it because you know we're in a good position. It's not like we're going to be singing we are staying up, you know, in the middle of February, <laughs> forty points. You know forty I mean? points. We yeah. are going to sing about it because we, we, you know, at the moment it's possible. But yeah, it's it's just one of those. It's frustrating for us as fans that we know we're in this position right now. Uh, but I think him and the He's too focused and he keeps commenting on that quite a lot. Just, but then he's oh, trying yeah. to say, we take one game at a time at the same time. It's just <laughs> just one of them. But he, he references that a lot in the in the post-match press conferences and then blames folks and if things don't go his way. Do you remember when um, when a, a, a reporter asked him about getting into Europe and he talked about <laughs> it? Liam Key, on, it yeah. on a Marbella <laughs> training camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So blow. Another another thing, obviously you have to rotate it, and we'll you know we'll we'll come off West Ham and get preview the Palace game because we you know we've got forty seven minutes in. Um, but he has he's had to rotate it. He's had to switch the the fullbacks out. Then Donker's come in, and everyone's moaning. Oh, this is because of the no investment. I'm like, folks, and haven't invested anywhere near as, as enough in the past three or four windows. I completely agree. But as a team like Wolves at the minute, you're not going to get. You're not going to have someone to come in for Samaida who's as good as Samaida. You're not going to have someone coming for Eight Nuri who's as good as Eight Nuri. Same for Den Donker. Um, you, you make a case for Pedence. That's we're not Man City, and and whilst I agree they haven't invested enough, 
I think just a little bit of perspective needed because we are Wolves at the minute and we're not going to have that abundance of quality for players to come in and do, and just slot in. Who Who is miles off it? Marcel is miles off it. For me, yeah. Den Donk is miles off it. Mm. But that's unfortunately just the, the way it is. You compare, you compare those three with any other backup players in, in the yeah. probably let's say bottom half to be to be fair. Compare those with any other bottom half second choices. They're gonna be on par, if not slightly better anyway. You know, there yeah. are teams with much worse squad depth than us. Well, you know, mm. you both know we beat Palace and we'll be singing uh balls are on their way to Europe or whatever again at Molyneux on Saturday. You mm. just know it's gonna happen. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be back to normal, fingers mm. crossed at the end of Saturday. <laughs> I sort of feel sorry as well for like Hoover and that where they have to come in out the cold because other teams' backup players like West Ham's, they probably had a kick against Bodo glimped in the Europa League or whatever. Or Europa Europa. So, so they've had, yeah, they've had it. <laughs> and we're out the cup and everything. So to come in from the cold, it's, yeah. Maybe it's a bit yeah. Fun, so. And yeah, he's not, he's barely been in the squad though, has he, Hoover? I know we had Kerwin, yeah. but he's not even been making the, 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 the squad, match day squad. So not a bit of a strange one. I think it's probably telling as to what. I Bruno thinks of Johnny and B where he's at in terms of his mm-hmm. recovery. With you know Neto's come back later and he's he's been chucked straight in. I mean, I think that's telling. I, I yeah, personally but... think he's going to come back and be the same anywhere near the same player. It's two horrific injuries in a short space of time. But well, at the same time, if 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 Bruno didn't think he was close to, he'd surely be pick putting Hoover on the bench ahead of Johnny unless Hoover is that gash in training. Don't know, unless Hoover's had an unbelievable week in training. Yeah. <laughs> um, just before we move on to Palace, and I forgot to mention for the Arsenal game, bet, mate. So, uh, the Arsenal game, there was uh, quite a few participants for this one as well. And the winner uh, for the Arsenal versus Wolves bet, mate, was Jamie Duffel. Congratulations, Jamie. He scored 60 points, well clear of everyone else, five points ahead of second place. And he won over 100, 100 quid. So, Despite Wolf putting an absolute stinker zero out of ten, Jamie Duffel takes on the, the, the share of the spoils. And then moving on to West Ham, uh, again, an absolute storm at for Budgie Blue. Uh, second place was Quack Quack, and number th- and third was Duck Do. Um, so quite a you know theme with with, with Bird theme for some reason, yeah, or, or, or animals. Uh, but yeah, but Budgie Blue won 86 quid and had 76 and a half points. Second place had 67, so he's absolutely pissed it. So congratulations, chaps. Um, Mike's, or, or, or it might, might be a woman, but it, it, makes, uh, it, it makes losing Was a bird. Wee. Wee. Come on, come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he makes that losing the game a, a little bit sweeter. Um, Palace lads on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at Molyneux. Feels like quite a while since he's been at Molyneux for three o'clock. It's probably the last one of the season as well. Um, do you know what, you know what it's sky like? Dave, confident? No. Not after... Yeah. Not after last weekend, but who knows? Who knows? We was, you know, Palace Bosters, they're one of, one of our worst performances of the season at Selhurst Park, if you remember before Christmas. So, um yeah, I'm not I'm not overly confident, but it's one of them. I think Palace have got very decent individuals. Um, you know, you got Gallagher, you got Zaha, you got uh, Elise. Um, you know, so it, it's one of them. Um, but if we can catch them, they're a team that I would want us and expect us to be at the start of the season. So I think we need to bounce back. We play, you know, top. You know, I don't know when Samado's back, but try and get as you know as strong a team as possible. Oh, saying that. 
Is Samedo still injured? Keanu Hoover's going to play, any Against Elise. Fuck's sake. No, <laughs> no. Thanks for watching, everybody. That's, really <laughs> That's it, man. I, I might not. I might only make it to last time at Molyneux on Saturday. Finn? Confident? No. Watford. No, yeah, I, I don't know whether Dave mentioned them because my Wi-Fi was on the blink a little bit, but they absolutely battered us. That where, Crystal Palace away was probably, if not slightly worse than West Ham for me um, early on in the season. Um, so if they could just copy and paste what they did there, hopefully we've learned from it. But yeah, if it's Elise on Marcel, Zahar on Hoover, I think we we sort of say night now. Um, but no, surely we've learned from it and they haven't been great, I don't think. I think recently yeah. that uh, latest win was their first win of the, the year. So um, maybe it'll be a different Palace side trying to find a little bit of hope. But yeah, not not too confident at all. And then Watford as well. It's going to be tricky to break them down now. So If, if you're sat here and talking Eagles, are you not saying, you know, if, if Prudence balls onto Mitchell, if, you know, Neto's fit, if, if Jimenez is mm. fit, yeah, of course. Have problems. Do you think do you think they're saying the same? Yeah, well, you look at our league position, people, you know, if people don't watch our games necessarily and just see that we're still sort of eighth in and amongst it, they're going to be worried about us. And I think, yeah, again, us individually, we've got the top individual players we have, and as have they, and it's just, you just got to hope that our home, you know, us being at home, we've got the fans behind us, you know, we can try and put out put out performance. Saturday, 3pms, I always got a good feeling that we, we can make something happen, but... Mm. Who knows? Atmosphere has been. I thought the Leicester game was all right, but the atmosphere it's a bit better. It's been getting yeah. a bit better. It's when well, you're winning it's... games and scoring. Yeah. It's scoring goals. You need to be scoring goals. Mm. I think yeah. most prem grounds are like that, though. You got the like the odd kind of anomaly. Like Leeds is usually loud, like constantly. Um, mm. But I think every ground in the league's the same. It's like when you score, it's for five minutes after. It's you know, it's 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 a ruckus atmosphere. But apart yeah. from that, it's, it's pretty dead. Um, yeah. but Dave, do you want to talk through our betmate selections for this game? So, this game is obviously on Saturday. The, the game closes at 2.55, four minutes before kickoff. And it is a £3 uh, buy-in for this game. I'm just going to get the prize pot. So, minimum payout is £150, which will pay five five places, well, five players. Um, and, of course, if it goes on over the minimum participants, then it will, will obviously pay out more. Um, yeah, but I will talk you through my team, um, and I think this is probably tell you why what I think is going to happen. So, I've got Jose Star in goal, I've got Mitchell and Aitnuri at the back, uh, Pedence and Alise, He Chan, Huang, and Zaha. I've captain Zaha. Um, I feel like he may have a bit of a field day. Um, your team is quite similar to mine, isn't it, Dave? But on the bench, I've got Gaeta, Sace, Gallagher, and I. Are you? I. I would. Andre, I would. Um, <laughs> I was going to put Gallagher in instead of Pedence, but I thought I can't. I, I can't leave. I can't leave little Dan out, especially on like who's been playing really well. But a vice captain Pedence, more more so out of hope, and more so out of kind of allegiances to Wolves. But that's my team. I've. I, mm. I, I, I mean, I hope I finish bottom of the league and Wolves go and get a win. Um, but yeah, that's I'm not feeling too confident. Yeah. I, well, I was, you was going to say, obviously, about the payouts. Uh, it's 150 minimum payout right now, but the last three games have all shot mm -hmm. way above that Leicester game. They paid out over 300 quid. 
Uh, Arsenal game over 250 quid. West Ham game over 215 quid. So we're having loads of people join in, which is class. So obviously the payout's going to be huge again. Uh, but my team, yeah, I looked at yours, Matt, and it was very similar. Um, obviously, with it being right up until kickoff, I think the people that are doing quite well are changing their teams yeah. as the teams are announced. Uh, but mine is Jose Sarr, Aitnori and Mitchell at the back. Elise, I've gone with Pedence captain. Uh, and then Zaha and Jimenez, I'm back in Raul once again. But that's oh, yeah. probably the reason why I'm finishing so low at the moment. <laughs> I agree. I think people have seen. Obviously, you can change it. You can change your team up to 55 minutes before kickoff. Um, five minutes, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, five minutes before kickoff. Yeah. But you got 55 minutes when the team comes out to change. And I did that against against West Ham and ended up with less points than I would have. Um, so it does it does work. Yeah. But if you're part of the Talking Wolves podcast, it obviously doesn't. But I had a couple of people come up to me at the games and stuff and talk about like their betmate teams and selections and almost saying you're absolute pony so keep them coming <laughs> really 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 appreciate those shouts but like dave said that the payouts that you know been really we've been hitting the minimum participants uh, and the payouts like you said against leicester over 300 quid so it's uh, a decent little earner if you fancy yourself back yourself against us there's a link below where you can join or if, you, if you've already joined make sure you're, you're buying on the game it's three pound but and of course be gamble aware. Quiz? Little quiz? Yeah. Let's do it. Quiz from the West Ham game and then questions. And then I'm going to go and sit in a dark room and cry. Um, so, so, let's start with um, heads or tails, Dave? Tails never fails. Just for the first point. I'll go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so we'll just do it in a, a, a similar form that we've done before. So we're not going first. It's just going to ask you both the same question. And obviously, whoever get, it gets his scores a point. So who had the highest expected goal for Wolves against West Ham? Which player? Dave, we'll start with you. Hmm. Can't see it being many. I'm going to say Huang. We only had the one shot, yeah. to be fair. So I can't yeah, think. I can think of his one. Neves was the only shot on target, won it. But I don't know whether the XG counts were like blocked ones, but I'll go Fabio because he had a few towards the end. Well, it does include blocks because it's a it, you know, it's a shot at goal, isn't it? It's in the position. Um, Fabio. The winner was a Don Fabio Silva with a mesmerising 0. 0.4, um, which... If you compare that, I mean, Suchek had 0.7, which is a goal. Kurt Zoom had 0.4, so he's in a steam company there. And then for Wolves, there was, and this is where it's it's grim rating, Max Kilman 0.1, Wang 0.1, Trincao 0.1, Neves Cody, Dendonka Sais, Marcel, Jose Sar, Hoover, Pedro Neto, Jimenez and Pedence, zero. So How is Neves zero? Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah, his shot was so far out, maybe. I imagine so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, it took a deflection, didn't it? No, nah, I think it, it hit it sweet, but it was goal. quite sweet. Um, yeah, but the, the stats are as per FB ref. Um, so if anyone does have a problem, take it up with them, not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Finn, you go with you next, mate. I'll go to you first. Who had the highest pass completion rate for Wolves? <sighs> with a dizzy 44%, I'll Joe's go... <laughs> <laughs> um... Sace. Dave? I don't, like, don't like that answer. Cody. It was Roman Sace. Oh. 93.7. Oh. 
I was just going 2 0 up. Mine's 3.7. Cody was second, 91.8. So when I did say his distribution was poor, I think that proves that it wasn't as bad as the eye test, but in, uh, as per the eye test, it, it was shit. Um, that might be my professional opinion. Um, who made the most progressive passes, David? Neves. Mm. Um, I'd probably go him, but for the interest of entertainment, I'll go Sace again. So, for a progressive pattern, this may change. Um, no, does it have to be this, this may change your answer. So, I'll give you the definition first. A completed pass mm. that moves the ball towards the opponent's goal at least 10 yards from its furthest point in the last six passes excludes passes from the defending 40% of the pitch. Ah, so yeah. No, Are you going to your answers? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he even reached the halfway line, did he say? So I'll say... Uh... Match if you want for now, bothered. No, I'll go Dendonka. Um, it was actually Roman Sace. Oh, what? <laughs> 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 Shit out. Um, with a dizzy eight progressive passes. Um, to be fair, though, with, like, Four Nows was the same. He, he had eight. And I said at the, the, really the game, it was a ve two very poor teams, and I think this is kind of mm. um, this is kind of explaining that Neves was was next on seventh uh, on, with seven, and then Pedence with four, and I think Pedence played about thirty five minutes, um, yeah. 30, 31 minutes. So what's that? Two nil still to Finn. I'm having a Western Super. Dave Azapardi, who made the most dribbles for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Successful or just dribbles? Successful. Sorry. NA. I mean, he made the most attempted dribbles as well, but. Can't be Kiana. Could it be Trincao? Could it be Huang? I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Marcel. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking fun. Neto, you know, because if... I was going to say, oh, well. yeah, he just didn't have very long, did he? But I think, yeah, Wang didn't as a drink. Mm, yeah, I'll go Neto. That's silly because he only played 15 minutes, but yeah, yeah. it it was neither. It was arguably the best player on the pitch. It was Francisco Trinco. Oh my! Uh, <laughs> three out of five. Solid. What, what his performance level was in a, a three. <laughs> yeah, but that's still like 60%, isn't it? That's better than what he was. Uh, yeah, in 59 minutes, he made five attempts at a dribble and was successful three times. He, he's really good with the ball, though, like going past people. But mm. yeah, disappointing. Disappointing. Um, and the, the last question is, Finn, who made the most number of tackles for Wolves? Um, I'll say Kilman. Dave, oh, I was going to match that. You can match it if you want, mate. Yeah, I'll go Kilman as well. Yeah. well. You're both wrong anyway. It was Keanu over. Oh, he made three. Me. He made three tackles. Good shift. Um, good shift. Sure. Well done, Keanu. Um, so Finn wins that two 0 Bit of a, 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 a shit show from both of you. Um, <laughs> But Wolves had more progressive passes and more carries than West Ham in that game, which I was I was shocked by. Get rid of how many times I pumped the ball up to Antonio. Um, how deep we were as well, yeah. Yeah, but perhaps perhaps Bruno gone after the game, logged straight into FB ref and thought, 
<laughs> these stats here. These are going to That's why I said quiz. dominated. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those, isn't it? Um, questions. Let me just get the questions up. I've had loads of questions this week. So thank you for those who, who have sent them in. Always appreciate those. Some are serious, some aren't. But we'll go with the serious ones first. So mm -mm -mm. let me find an absolute... Okay, so this one's from Daniel Lavia. So apologies if I've, I've pronounced your name wrong. Uh, but assuming Samado is out for a substantial amount of time, who are your wing-backs moving forward, Dave? Um... That, that isn't my solution, by the way. That's me asking you. <laughs> I don't want you to play. <laughs> yeah, me. me, a right winger. <laughs> Obviously, ideally, ideally, Johnny. Um, but it's, it's going to be Hoover, isn't it? Mm, you, can, you can hear our over Jordan with that. <laughs> well, did he say wing backs? Because obviously, ain't no either one. Yeah, ain't no in then, it on the left. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously. And then. Yeah, I don't know. Neither of them are sharp, are they, at the moment? So it's not a great situation. But I'll say the same as Dave. I'd probably go Johnny Bath. Realistically, I think Hoover's going to get the next game. Mm. Um, Wolves, JX Piers asked, do you think Bruno's comments after the game are acceptable? Seems to me that he's avoiding taking accountability for the defeats. Do you reckon? Yeah, spoke about it a bit earlier. I think it's just him trying to keep spirits as high as he can. Um, mm. But if many more of those defeats do come and he's saying the same sort of thing, that's when I'll start to agree with that. But at the moment, I think it's early days. What we've lost, well, one, two games away from home this year so far. Our away form has been quite good. So, yeah, he just needs to start learning how to. If he said to, oh, mate, our finishing was fantastic today, and that's when I'd say he's deluded. But yeah, yeah, we all watch the game in different ways, don't we? We don't know what he's tried to do in training. So. Um, question here from Richard Fletcher. He's asked two. One about how secrets of getting away tickets for games without accumulating loyalty points. I'm a magician, unfortunately, Rich. Um, but he's asked a good question, which I think is, um, you know, it's a nice bit of analysis, but um, more of an opinion to kind of contemplate whether you agree or disagree with. But without Adama, do you feel like teams are far more comfortable with pressing us higher up the pitch? We roll out a form of Pedence and Trinko ball players. A real, we face a real problem of being penned in in each match, as per Arsenal. Yeah, that's fair. But I think it also did happen, ironically, against Crystal Palace as well, didn't it? Um, mm. That's how, this happened a few times with Adama as well, even like Norwich. Um, but I don't, it's fair. But I, I think we're probably looking at that too much because Adama's just left. If you know what I mean. But saw a stat about Adama getting. As many assists in his first five games for Barca as the last ninety-one for Wolves. So, have you watched the highlights? Yeah. Uh, yeah, stand up. Thing. <laughs> the so game. much space compared so to the Premier League. Yeah, it's yeah. mad. Yeah. What do you reckon, Dave? Um, yeah, I could say. I, I guess so. I mean, Leicester, I think, did it because they sat quite mm. high. Um, we've got quick wingers, we've got quick players, but I think, but not a Dharma quick. Yeah, exactly, exactly mm. that. So. I think with the ball, players like Pedence, yes, they're quick. They can get away from the man, but not quite explosive enough as a Dharma. So um, a good it, point. it could, be, yeah. could be right there. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions around about um, the, 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 the Trincao deal. Um, I'm just going to ask you for your thoughts on him, both as a player and whether we should take up the option to buy him in the summer for around about £30 million. Finn? I've always to know what this is going to be for both of you, but 
Well, obviously no, but it does feel it feels a little bit dodgy, doesn't it? That like if we don't, then Barca will go. Well, we're not taking Adama, and then we're stuck with him with a year Ooh. left and not signing. I mean, the way he's playing at the moment, I think the Barcelona fans will be wanting Adama regardless. So maybe we'll be lucky and be able to give Trincao back and still get the Adama money. I don't know, but you can't zero goals, zero assists, a few nice touches, but not looking committed. Just like we've said about Adama having space in Spain, I think it's been a real shock for Trincao that. He hasn't had that and he doesn't... His best uh, attributes, they can't flourish, can they, in the Premier League? So it might be one that we regret and he goes and plays somewhere else and he does a Goncalves and he looks amazing, but I'd, you can't spend that amount of money when Wolves are being so tight with their other deals. You can't spend that sort of money on what we've seen, I don't think. Uh, Wanderer 66 has asked the question, do you think Fabio Silva should ever wear the wool shirt? Wear a wool oh shirt my again? God. <laughs> Oh my god, has he got a profile picture, man? What's his profile? Of picture? He he's obviously some fat gammon. Oh my know. god, oh <laughs> fucking hell. And well, he's asked two questions Do you think we'll waste 29 million we're getting for trail of rain time? Trincao, he's put number two. Do you think Silver should have the wall where ever wear a oh wall shirt god. again? And 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 JP has replied, Number three, why are you such a moron? <laughs> uh, 66 so. is probably year of birth, isn't it? Probably yeah. that is my dad. You know my opinions on Fabio Silva. I think he's going to be a really good player, but obviously good to see you getting beyond the team anyway. Um, <laughs> and if it looks like so slagging off Trinkow, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like if he does score on Saturday, I don't expect him to sit in his seat, but he probably oh. doesn't go. Um, Dude, what's his name from Arsenal Fan TV when uh, Kane scored? Lee the judges. What is your Zach has asked? What is your preferred formation? Three four three or three five two? Three five two for me. My yeah, my opinion has changed on it. I think three yeah. five two would just look a lot more solid uh, defensively. But even going forward, I think as long as you've got eight Nori and Samada, I think three five two. Mm. I'd like to see Neto in that front too, with like Silver or Jimenez as well. Finn? Yeah, sorry, yeah, agreed. I, he's got to have attacking wing back, so you couldn't do it against Palace now. I don't think you could do the three. Imagine that. Then Donka Martino, Neves, Hoover, Marcel. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I like both. There's horses for courses. I think we saw the three up front didn't work against Arsenal either time. Um, so I'm surprised he went with the with the three up front for the second game. And yes, yeah, it's good that we've got both that we can use. We just need another midfielder. And then for next season, I think the five in the middle will be um, be the go-to. Um, another last question for Twitter before we move on to Instagram. What is your uh, favourite pre-away game breakfast? Well, I saw this question earlier. I, I, I don't really... Questions. It's all, because when we're playing shit, it's all kind of a nice... I... Yeah, I don't really eat breakfast generally anyway. Um, what meal of the day, David? I don't know. It depends. If it's an early one, I'll probably like a Mackey's breakfast or something. You're never going like to go big and strong, Dave. Say again. Never <laughs> going to go big and strong. So I'm built like a 12 year old. A Mackey's breakfast for me, probably. I don't really, I'm not into the, like the spoons breakfast or nothing like that. I just have a McDonald's breakfast, probably. Not a traditional Maltese breakfast. No. What is a Maltese breakfast, if you were uh, typical? I'm going on like they're flipping like some diff, like an alien or something. I don't know, they just eat normal <laughs> stuff, aren't they? Like, I have like an English... No, you're Maltese, yeah. not me. <laughs> I have like an English breakfast still. You go cafes and they have like... No, but do they not have like a signature dish? Yeah, but not breakfast. They have like... 
um like a maltese bread like they have a nice sandwich but it's like with tuna in i don't know if obviously some people are funny about tuna but they have a lot of rabbit over there this is a bit obviously ropey um but yeah rabbit and maltese fatira hops but say it's called nice sandwich hey, sounds, sounds delightful finn what about you mate what's your favorite pre away day away game breakfast Breakfast are a struggle on the coach, really, because I either wolf something down before we get on. Like, so West Ham, we set up at 7.45. So I got a bagel down me before then. And then we arrived in London in time for breakfast, but I waited until McDonald's flicked over past 11 to, um, to go and get some chicken selects on 20% off, by the way. It's a great day. Um, but, <laughs> How did you get 20% off? Because it's Finn Mac- from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> full price. You know who I am, um, but no, yeah, it's uh, it last week it was you could get twenty percent off every day at McDonald's. So I think I went three times. Um, it wasn't <laughs> great, but <laughs> I just like I just like to take advantage of this stuff. But no, yeah, McDo- if you've got the McDonald's app, everyone every Monday there's at least a discount. So there's some sponsorship for McDonald's. But yeah, I like it. I like like a peanut butter bagel in the morning. The problem with like sometimes we've taken them on the coach. Or like a mar- I like butter and mar- yeah. So you can't you can't brush your teeth obviously in between. So I'm like, you ever tried a banana bagel? My dad has peanut butter and banana sometimes. Oh, I'm not a fan of peanut butter, but banana bagels are one you know. Peanut butter bagel. Yeah. Oh yeah, peanut crunchy. I know, I've never had crunchy, but I've sort of been reintroduced to it and quite like it. <laughs> you've, you've never had it, but you've been reintroduced. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I, I never had. I, you know, <laughs> introduced. Yeah. It's all right, mate. I can't yes. give you a word out yeah. today. I need to take back in here. <laughs> um, I, on, I, I'm a big fan of a double sausage and egg McMuffin. I really am. I feel that, mm. uh, and this is the most we've broken down a point today, is, is talking about breakfast, but I feel like it's a... Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Mackey's, but the, I think the breakfast's uh, top tier. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. really do. The hash browns, if they're, if they're, they're crisp and they're golden and they're fresh, you know, it, it really is liquid breakfast. Um, but Although yeah, I still think about the eggs. They're like... They're weird. I saw a thing about how they make the eggs, and it's yeah, like I don't mind that though. Because the thing is, if you're a bit, if you're on the move and you've got a fried egg and it's it's runny off, goes all down you, That's all around your mouth. It's difficult, um, mm. but failing that, it'd probably be a sausage sandwich at home, sausage Ooh. and egg maybe. Um, right, that is peanut best. butter. With no peanut butter. <laughs> Never had sausage before, but I've reintroduced myself to it recently. Um, <laughs> Uh, just moving on to Instagram, there's a few good questions. Mark Sidaway's asked, uh, and quite a few players are asking about who comes and goes, but this is probably the one that sums it up the best. Do you give players like, say, Marcel, Martinho, new contracts, or do you start afresh in the summer, a bit of a clear out? I think if you'd have asked us that two weeks ago, I'll give them all a new deal, but now it's almost like, yeah, get rid. Uh, Marcel, no. Rudy, no. Saish, yes, because I think he's good enough to be a like a squad player. Oh my mm. god, Wolves have just scored a great goal, by the way. Sorry, um, oh, under 23s. Well, yeah, under 23s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Wolves under yeah. 23s have scored four goals tonight, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, Saish had keep as a squad player, but I've got a feeling he'll go. Martinez obviously had keep as well, but I've got a feeling he'll go. I think it'll be a very fresh uh, squad next season, but out of them, Saish and Martinez. But I'd, I'd be happy for Marcel and John really to do what they want to do. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I'd echo that as well. The same ones. Martini, how old is Martini now? 35? 35, yeah. That one, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd probably say the same as Dave. Um, but looks like 
Cham Campbell, who's just scored a hat-trick for the under-23s, uh, could be the attacking midfielder we need. Just getting very reactionary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fred, Freddie, Freddie Barton's asked any ideas how lone players such as Gibbs White, Sanderson and Giles may factor into Bruno's future plans. Well, Sanderson got sent off in the week for a silly, <laughs> silly head mm. Um Not been playing much at QPR. Well, you look at the Marcel thing, you let Marcel go. You've got Ryan Aitnori and Ryan um, and Ryan Giles are your two left wing backs next season, possibly. Jack, Jackie mm-hmm. Oatley's wet dream. Um, <laughs> uh, Gibbs White, I'm, I'm still surprised we let him go. So I think, I've said this to many people, I think he'll have the pre-season at Wolves. It's up to him, obviously, how he does. But he's just a player that wants to play football. So I would, I would, I mean, in a three-five-two, man, I would, I would think he would really, really do well. But um, yeah, be interesting to see, interesting to see how uh, what happens with those players. Mm. Everyone like this got it in a sale. I feel this guy in football <laughs> shirts, man. <laughs> the Gibbs I, white Sheffield. I United bought shirt. it because it was in a mad sale, but then I thought, oh, I've never bought like another English shirt, so now I own a Sheffield United shirt. It's That's a nice, nice shirt, to be fair. Like, You've got to get it nice, coined, haven't you? You've got to get it. Yeah, well, I was sat next to um, Gibbs, Mrs. Gibbs White in Nando's the other day. I did think about that. Like, well, can agree. Sign, yeah, can you get him to sign this shirt, please? But no. I've got my Snapchat and, and Twitter if you want me to DM <laughs> Flex. Do you, uh, were, were, were you sat with them or were, were you like just in the same restaurant? Were you out with them? Hey, literally, you know, like, I oh, so you don't know stuff in Nando's. Do you? It, it's, um, oh, I can't say how to. <laughs> you know, like when they have like a bench all the way across, so it's like bench one side, chairs the other. Yeah. So yeah. like she was sat on the table next to us, but literally like right next to us, so I could overhear everything. What do you share a bench? Apparently like hates that. wolves. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> do you share uh, a bench, Finn? Yeah, yeah. It's like all the way along. It's like big. Well, it's a bit like Wagamama's in. Uh, sort of, yeah. But it's like the tables aren't joined. But yeah, you sit along. Oh, uh, okay. Along. No, what he means is across the back. There's just like a bench, and then there's like single tables, and then a chair opposite. That's what he means. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've I've never been to Stafford Nando's, but I feel like I have now. Um, <laughs> uh, final final question, because we're like 100, 120, one minute twenty in here. Um, do you think the team sheet yesterday was on Sunday was a message to the board? I don't think so. I just think no, 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 red no. red zone players are <laughs> a, to the medical staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just just play, to keep your players fresh. It wasn't a message to the board, no, Finn. Uh, no, yeah, it's, I think it's purely medical. I, purely I don't medical. Think it's, it's, purely, <laughs> it's purely. Imagine if you come out and said that. It's purely medical. But no, yeah, there's a title for the podcast. Cool. Um, that's it then, lads. We always form. We're not doing quite well. The, the podcast's a bit longer. We like to dissect them a little bit more. So hopefully we've we've provided enough analysis for you to sink your teeth into. Um, don't forget, of course, the Betmate um, Pot is now live for Wolves versus Palace, live until two fifty-five on Saturday. So make sure you get get on that three pound, um, three pound in minimum payout, one hundred and fifty pounds. So make sure you get involved with that. And I say try and beat Dave and Dave and I, but it's going to be Peter walk in the park for you, <laughs> um, as it as it is every week. But um, Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish? Yes, Dave has a party on Twitter, so D-A-V-E-A-Z-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. Finn? Finn is F-I-N-E-R-R-Z, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, hopefully we start winning again, so I reappear. All him and start scoring. <laughs> All that. Are, are your titles going to be soon 
Jimenez makes pass in Wolves 1-0 win. I've thought about it, but I, I've been in this game a long time now and I've realised that you can't even like bait it in. They, they, he has to have done something. I tried it once, I think, when we beat Watford and he didn't score, but I thought, oh, they don't like Watford, these Mexicans, because obviously the Troy Deeney thing didn't go yeah. down well. He'd also and rely the, on making a pass as well. That, yeah, that would be ideal. A few and headers and uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm M Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper bites on YouTube. Um, Dave, see out the show. Oh, the link for Betmates in description down below. Yeah, yeah. Betmate link at the top of the description. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, obviously be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, big up as well. Uh, we haven't mentioned it today, obviously, because we've been moaning. But uh, we're on Walls Radio now as well. So a little segment of this podcast will be on Walls Radio, 24-7 service on their app. If you're ever bored and you just want to listen to a few things, I think it's ourselves, uh, the Express and Star podcast with Nathan, Judah and Liam Keane, and then a few of Walls' own shows as well. Uh, but yeah, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Let us know your thoughts on what's going on with Walls at the moment. If you're on Spotify, Leave us a five-star review as well on uh, Apple Podcasts. But until next time, guys, we will see you all very, very soon. And just before we go, big thanks to those who bought the Neves and Neto t-shirts on the Talking Wolf store. Uh, good reaction to those. So really appreciate people who, who have bought those. Helps us, helps us keep going. But yeah, until next time, take care and enjoy yourselves.